0: What's up, guerrilla social workers? This is the Guerrilla Social Work Podcast, your crackerjack clinical insurgents pitting evidence against anecdotes with your hosts, Jeff Venetia Moore, and yours faithfully, Mace Warren. Jeff and I are both forensic psychotherapists that specialize in the clinical treatment of those involved in the criminal justice system. We love sharing our misguided musings with all of you, and we thank you so much for your ongoing listenership. Today we sit down for our inaugural reaction video to the documentary Untouchable. The film synopsis reads as follows. When the most powerful lobbyist in Florida discovers that his nanny has sexually abused his daughter, he harnesses his extraordinary political power to pass the toughest sex offender laws in the nation. Untouchable chronicles his crusade and its impacts on the several lives of the 800,000 people forced to live under the kinds of laws he has championed. The film interweaves intimate portraits of men and women who have been branded sex offenders with heartbreaking stories of those who have suffered sexual abuse. It is a film that pushes viewers towards an uncomfortable place, requiring them to walk in the shoes of those who have survived sexual abuse, but to still bear witness to the experiences of those we revile. Written and produced by David Fagg. This is our first reaction video, so this is probably a two, if not a three-parter. If you haven't already, go on over to the Five Star Radiance house, knock on his door, and when he answers, deliver an atomic leg drop. And now, on with the show. What I was thinking with the. Uh the banter video. Um, it, do you like Stephen King at all? I mean, oh, it's okay. I've read Pet Cemetery. Oh, did you read it or listen to I it? I read it. Listening to it's way better. I got to give you access to my Audible. <laughs> One day we'll share. Why? Well, I, I, I have mine. Like, <laughs> you just don't have yours. <laughs> yeah. And apparently, you you there's no getting your your password back, no yeah, matter what. Audible's encrypted. <laughs> yeah, but it it. Um, It has, so I have a ton of Stephen King books, almost every one of them on there. I just got on kind of a kick, you know, for a while. And um, I was looking up because I just finished one and I was looking up like movies that are. Coming out because you know some of them. Th- there was one that was on Apple TV that was just a stinker. It was uh, Lizzie's story. It kind of sucked anyway. The book, like I really had to suffer through it. Hmm. I remember when I was hiking up to my last uh, to my last hunt. It was like a it was a three hour hike to get to where I needed to be, and I was listening to it and it just never, I never really, never really took off. So, but <clears throat> yeah, it. I was thinking. About this, like the one, there's a few that are coming up that I'm pretty excited about. And one of them was Christine. Did you ever see that back in the day? With the car? Yeah. 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 It actually, so when I saw that it was coming back out, I went and rewatched it. It's actually really good. Like for- I could see that. Being like an 80s show. John Carpenter did it. And like the car scenes were just kind of cool. I mean, it was all- I mean, you, you kind of see how the special effects were. But when I was a kid, dude, I was like, whoa, you know, like is the I need the, to rewatch it. The car. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 worth it. And they do a good job just I mean, you know, the, whenever whenever you have a, a story and you try to put it in a movie form, it's always kind of a little tricky. But um, that that was one I thought translated really well. But there was one part in there because because I. Because of our reaction video, I was looking at this. I was like, "Oh, I gotta play this for Jeff," All right. just because. So there's a fight scene, right? So let me set the stage for you. So uh, the 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 there's a nerdy kid. I think his name's Arnie. Okay, um, yeah, I think his name's Arnie. Anyway, he's like the nerd kid, and then his buddy, who's kind of an athlete, kind of a jock, and he's kind of a cool kid. You know, was his best friend, and eventually Arnie, I think, goes. I hope his name's Arnie. It might not be, but he goes crazy because he kind of falls in love with this car and this car kind of possesses him and all this other stuff. Right. Okay. All right. But before any of that happens, there's this bad guy named Buddy. Like, and I love Buddy, Buddy Ravel. Like it just carries yeah. through the ages. Yeah. So this wasn't Buddy Ravel, but I just want you, cause you, I mean, I don't know. You, you, could you, it's fair to say that you're in a, butt, like if it came to physical combat, you're above average right probably yeah okay have to be right and so i just want you to pay attention to the fight styles that are happening in this okay. like this this fight sequence
1: and but to be clear above average if we're factoring in like 90 year olds and stuff
0: yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yes i'm above like before <laughs> we get started can we start with the group rules whoa that is not what i wanted who the hell is this dude so um so anyway on this
1: on this video <laughs> Saw that Bobby Hollander thing? <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah, no, just right there it was I it was pulled up. Blow your balls back. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. It's uh, it's blow your balls off. Off, but, off. yeah. Yeah, let's let's Dude, not uh,
1: eighties porn
0: vernacular. Let's down. not uh, degrade the the great Bobby Hollander. Oh no, he's yeah. a yeah. living. Le- is he is he, he alive still? He's uh, a legend. N- there's no way he's still alive. Yeah, really. But it uh, so. So, let me get this down here. I'm going to switch this to the next screen. Okay. So, this is... uh, Yeah. The the, the thing that I was wanting... That I wanted you to kind of pay attention to is... Again, just the... It's pretty wild, like the... How the fight happens and everything. Um, he says a really naughty word. I tried to edit it. And I had it all queued up. But, I mean, you can only... You only do so well. So, he says the C word. This isn't me, everybody. This is him. But just... Pay attention to a couple things that are going on here, okay? Because this is—I don't know if this is how they fought in the '80s. Because this is 1983, is what this is. Just take it, an Arnie. And let's go eat. That's all you got to do. Come on. Come on. Okay. So he grabs the. Look where his hand goes. Come on. Why is his hand going there? Yeah. He's I mean, reaching he's, for his genitals. I like oh, sure I, is. Yeah. I mean, is that's he funny, is he doing anything but reaching for his genitals? No, that's clearly what he's doing. So Arnie's trying to grab the lunch. He's reaching for his genitals, yeah, yeah, yeah. right, as he's right. like trying to grab it. That's, so I'm yeah, like, for wait sure. a minute. That's a good move. But hey, this nerd, Arnie, though, like this nerd, he's he's kind of tough. Watch this, though. All right. But watch when the fight goes down. This is, <laughs> and then watch how it ends. That's the best part. Oh funny. The knife immediately. The 80s were r- r- crazy. Apparently, he's got rotten milk. <laughs>
2: Just. Mr. Casey.
0: Go, yeah, go tell the teacher. You want to go for it?
3: Put the knife down and I will.
4: Oh,
3: You want to make me put it down?
4: Hey, you got a knife and he does it in my book. That makes you a chicken shit. Right.
5: Yeah, that's chicken shit. Oh, yeah? Put it down,
4: buddy. Yeah, put down the knife. Yeah, buddy. buddy, just put down the knife, okay?
2: (laughs) Just put it down.
4: Okay,
0: now here Come it comes. Him, man. Crush those glasses, nice. Oh, buddy, stick him. St- stick, and stab him. Okay, boom, nice hit. Look at this move. What? <laughs> he grabs his
1: ball. What?
0: Fight's over. <laughs>
1: is that just how shit went down
0: dude i i don't know i don't know if that's it's effective well i guess would you ever think i wouldn't even first of all what was going on in the 1980s i mean the guy said the guy says one thing right one thing and immediately pulls out a knife (laughs) and stabs it and then there's like put down the knife so then i'll attack you and then and then his buddies, his friends, are encouraging him to stab this kid in shop class. Like, this is middle of school. I mean, we went to Ogden High. I felt like it was semi-violent there. And I never once worried about getting Not stabbed knives. in shop class. Not knives. No. no. Yeah. No. But Ball dude, grabbing, maybe. <laughs> One more time. This is awesome. Oh, didn't hit his head. Good for you. Knows oh, how to God. fall a little bit. <laughs> Come
4: on. Get, him, get him, man.
0: Stick it, buddy. What?
4: Oh, <laughs> on, oh, 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 oh. oh, buddy, stick him.
0: Kill him. <laughs> Dude. Ooh, good hit, though. Spun him around. <laughs> good
1: night. <laughs> That's a solid... Sounds <laughs> like a three count. Yeah. How do you like
3: that? How do you
1: like that? Dick face. <laughs>
2: Dick face. All right, break it up. Come on, break All
0: right, break up, it, up, it up, you, you kids. Dude, that just is, that's so crazy that that's how the fight, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's not be how fights really were back in the day. <laughs> That was a good warm up, though, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought you'd appreciate that. Yeah. I was like, dude, there's I can't I can't imagine this is how fights really were back in back in the olden days. I'm,
1: I'm still in the nut grab. That's that's crazier to me than the knife.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, you kick him in the nuts or yeah. punch him in the nuts. Why do you grab it? And, uh, squeeze and a, and a it? three count. Right. in a three count. And then did you yeah. see how he looked at him afterward? Yeah. How'd you like that? I know he's making eye contact or at least trying to. You that know, was dick
1: face. That like, was what ended it is. Yeah. the Eye contact. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. oh damn this yeah, dude this is, means this is, business <laughs> or something
0: yeah well he gets his in the end I think that well. dude gets murked
1: but <clears throat> what but, he you got queued up for us today bro so
0: so we uh this is uh, passing off on our on our um, uh, our last uh, podcast with Hillary um, she did a good job by the way um, all right we we tried this before and totally screwed up um, which was our our inaugural um, uh,
1: Reaction, reaction video yeah.
0: yeah which i was looking at reaction videos before this just kind of queuing them up and man they're all like five minutes long
1: <laughs> they pick a
0: spot in i know i've
1: noticed that you know what i'm I mean? not sure how to get around that. Um, that that's why i was thinking like even if i mean we're gonna do what we do it's, it's, this is an experiment but.
0: yeah 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 so i mean I, I i guess in advance anybody who's you know th- this is I think what we'll do, um, and one thing I learned in the last one is we I think we should just probably do, try to do a good job of describing what's going on for anybody who's just listening. But this is much more of a YouTube type of a clip. You know what I mean? Um, to be able to watch oh, this. Oh, this
1: is not just normal podcast friendly.
0: Yeah. And and our YouTube video is always like a, a day or two behind because it's a real pain in the neck to get it uploaded or whatever. But anyway, so... Um, we'll watch this and then we'll pause and talk about some of these things. Um, but yeah, I think some of it lends to, you know, just letting the the documentary speak for itself. And I think we'll just kind of go, I, it's going to be a two or three part, you know, series and we won't, um, I think the one thing that we'll try to do is not, you know, we'll still record other podcasts in the middle of this. So it won't be just from here to here to here. Mm. So if you don't like it, okay, let us know why. And, uh, we'll improve as we go on. Yeah. It's kind of hard to dial in. Five minutes of this, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, it can't be Like, done. really hard to.
1: There's way too much going on.
0: Yeah. Plus, I haven't seen the whole thing yet, so that's always super fun. So, yeah, without further ado, how do you really say that? Oh, what the hell? What?
1: What'd you audio? do? I lost audio for a second.
0: I'm good. Back. Oh. Back. Oh, you you unplugged your guy. Back to reality. Okay. Let's get rocking. Let me be clear about something. Sexual content.
6: To this moment in time, as I look at my watch, as we do this video, this tape, this recording, I've never fully read the police report. Never. There are lots of times I learn new things about the abuse.
2: It's now Wednesday.
1: So he's showing old videos when his daughter was a And this is in the
2: evening. Baby. It's, uh, oh, actually 15
6: and Lauren's in her playpen. <laughs> Today's date is Saturday. Yeah, I know. December the 19th. Now what are you doing, Lauren? Now more of a toddler. I'm to get hurt. You're not gonna get
3: hurt
5: long. We always had nannies in and out of our home. Hello, everybody. So she was the one who stayed. Hi, Waldi. Her name is Waldina Flores. She came from Honduras. When she interviewed with my family, she had been background checked, she had references, she had worked for other families. And so my parents really didn't have reason to believe there was anything strange or wrong when it came to Waldina. Flash forward to December. Waldina and I were working late at my mom's chocolate store. I was chewing my gum like a cow. And she said, stop chewing your gum that way. And being the 11-year-old sassy girl that I could have been at times, um, said, oh, yeah, what are you going to do about it? And she said, well, I'll show you what I'm going to do about it. And she proceeded to stick her tongue in my mouth and take the gum out of my mouth, with her tongue. Now, that was the first overly sexually overt thing that Waldina ever did.
1: She said 11 years old? 11, all right. Yeah.
5: I didn't
1: tell anyone. From that day, six years later, the
6: Hopefully day so I you learned know. about how the abuse started when the nanny um, put her tongue in my daughter's mouth, the day that I learned that the nanny uh, urinated and defecated on her as a control mechanism.
1: What well, I hope it did not escalate back human quickly.
6: Being as a parent.
1: From the gun not to that Not
6: to be driven Good lord bro Not to just fix Your selfish Private Family thing But I'm a guy with access And I'm a guy with the resources I'll do anything I can Anything I can Anything I can Driven by my daughter at the event.
1: I think a lot of fathers Can relate to that dude Not everybody has The political access as him
5: what I think we ought to do with pedophiles is I think you ought to lock them in a room with the parents of the child and hand the parents ball back. No windows and give the parents half an hour. And then whatever's left you can shovel up and free the garment. Here in the United States, seven hundred and fifty thousand registered sex offenders They could be living next door to you and you don't even know it. I think that they should be incapacitated, um, permanently.
4: Castration would be a good uh, uh, would be a good option. You shouldn't be a teacher. You shouldn't be in politics. You should work at McDonald's. You should—I mean, you should—you shouldn't be operating in the world. The bill was named after a very special
3: young boy, Jacob Wetterly, who was abducted from a small community in Minnesota. Megan's Law will protect
0: millions of families. So this is just going through the credits here, Um, and I guess the biggest piece that I'm looking through here is, you know. Um, this is not anything unfamiliar from what we often hear, you know, from people. I don't think they criticize what we do, but I mean, this is just kind of general consensus, right? Right. Lock them up, throw away the key. They should be castrated. They should be, they shouldn't be allowed to work. They shouldn't be allowed to do this, that, and the other. But I mean, for, and, and some people listening and, or watching this may feel the same way, but I mean, there's a reality to that, which, which we try to bring attention to, which is what, What, what's that? What's the reality that we try to bring attention to that?
1: Because I, well, like you said, I understand as far as the lock them up, throw away the key mentality. Right. Well, that almost all of them will be back in society one day and we have to be able to account for that. And the, the, those emotion-based reactions are understandable, but not realistic.
0: Right. And, and this is where I think, uh, this is where uh, previous conversations we've had regarding like emotional empathy can be kind of dangerous because it leads to, um, I don't want to say irrational cause it's not really irrational, really more unpragmatic thinking, you know, like, um, because, like you said, it's actually, I mean, statistically over 99% of them are going to be coming back into the community. Right. And uh, the, the reason why that's important is because what do you want in the community? Do you want somebody who cannot, you know, uh, who cannot operate as a productive citizen or do you want it to be so difficult that you know they end up resorting back to a coping mechanism which led to their incarceration in the first place which is what you revile them for anyway you know what i mean well yeah
1: and i think uh, one of the ladies that was just talking was saying that they shouldn't be allowed to operate in society no no politician no no mcdonald's no nothing and I just, I, I, I get it, but that's not a fully formed thought as far as like playing it out to the end of the, right. Cause there's a, there's
0: a second piece to that. Cause you can do that. And, and some of those answers, like if you just said, you should let parents in the room with them for 10 minutes and then whatever happens, happens. Okay. I mean, mean, I'm not going to say, no, you can't do that. I have my own personal opinions, which is irrelevant to that person on that, but that would certainly solve the problem. Lock them up, and throw away the key would certainly solve the problem. Again, whether you disagree with it or not. However, that stuff's it's not, not going to happen. It's unrealistic. Yeah. It's not going to happen. And I'm not. I'm. And to just to be clear, before we go any further, please know as a disclaimer, we're not you know secondary or primary victim blaming at this point. That's certainly not what we're saying. I'm just saying those those type of thoughts. You know, as we get into this, uh, I hopefully it kind of shows what the impact of that might be, you know, and and my worry is, does that then lead to a further victimization in the future or a new crime against somebody that, you know, and not that these people would have caused it. Of course, that's not true. But kind of the idea that, you know, did we did we do everything that we could to prevent that knowing that this person was coming back into the community? That's, yeah, exactly. So Great. We'll see what happens into
2: law on Monday. It's been a wake-up call for Florida lawmakers who are now pushing through a bill in
4: Jessica's name. This new law aims to make sure other predators like him are locked up for good.
3: Today, America warns, if you dare to prey on our
0: children, the law will follow you wherever you go, state to state,
3: town to town.
1: There is no law that's going to keep us safe. We just got to have hope and faith that these laws are slightly effective. Just, just slightly. That's all we can hope for.
0: I hope I pronounce his name right. When you consider Fague? the risk in being a child molester, fade?
1: speaking not Let's of even the
0: fade. damage you're doing,
3: but the risk, there is no I it worse up life Fague.
0: available to a human
1: than being a caught child molester, <laughs> and yet they still do it. Which, from you, can only really surmise that it must be really good. I mean. <laughs> Talent that guy has to actually make you laugh at that shit. Yeah. I think I feel my last show probably. that's messed up. Tampa, Florida. Is what it says. Yeah. and the bayou. I was just there. Amazing place. Yeah, pretty cool. I could live there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Live. Yeah. Hurricanes. I could live there. Oh.
0: well.
5: Who's the bad guy? Right. In June it rains
0: 22 days out of the year. Okay. Uh-huh.
5: Okay, so this is a uh, clearly
0: a
1: women's self-defense okay, class.
5: Okay. Stab and Stab in. Anybody comes up from behind me and does this. I'm going to grab that. I'm oh, we just saw
1: that as, as a move.
5: It works.
0: That works. Dude, we just dude, saw that. That was, that was, wow, that, was the move. that guy yes. must have been in the same class. I
1: think it, we well, clearly that is yeah, what
0: happened. Cause that first move was grab the balls, grab yeah. the genitals. Yeah, And I, man, I'm, I'm just here to tell you ladies that is
1: super effective. I can't say it won't work. We, yeah. we saw it
0: a minute ago. Yeah. it. I mean, it would, it would certainly make you think twice about what's going to happen next. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Carry on. Okay.
5: Everybody. This is Judy Cornette. She is the CEO, founder, president of predator patrol slash safety zone.
0: Good My son in 1992
5: was kidnapped by a sex offender. It was less than a mile from our home and a sex offender scoped him out and kidnapped him and his best friend. Took them both into the woods and brutally raped them. But I didn't realize how large this problem was.
2: Everybody, I didn't realize there was so many sex little. offenders
5: out there. The registry. We printed this out today. And just for your zip code. So she's
0: passing out. um, Who
5: here has pulled up the registered sexual predators or offenders in your neighborhood? How uh, often do you do it? Sex
0: offenders in. Once a month. Okay. Gals. Maybe uh, do it every other
3: week for a little bit. I didn't
0: see that young daughter that was in there. All of
3: those sex offenders
5: on the registry may be pedophiles, so you have to pay attention to the registry and go a little bit deeper.
0: I thought there was laws against that, like what she's doing. So she's driving around a neighborhood right now, passing out flyers on people who are sex offenders in this neighborhood. I thought thought that was
1: illegal. It might not be in Florida, though. Okay. I I don't think Um, you can do that here. There's
0: another house up here where there was a guy that had sex with his dogs and the kids all watched. This is, by so the way, not unique to Florida. Though, no. I mean, if you, if anybody so chooses, just pull up a, a, pull long up the music. internet, and huh? do sex with about a sex offender stream, you'll see oh, this. Whoa, that's Tammy. Who? Oh, that's Tammy right now. T-
1: Getting the neighborhood Show kids you. all riled up. Yeah. Uh, Tammy. I'm fun that's of Tammy
0: apparently. She's bad, huh? But Y'all know
1: where she lives, right? Yeah. We're gonna have to check her out a little bit more, aren't we?
0: What do you mean? Check her out a little bit more. What are you
1: going to do? Again, I, th- I, I think it's like the emotional.
5: Do you want
3: him
0: in your
1: Motivation is understanding, but again, misplaced, mis- misdirected, not effective.
0: So this is McLeod, Oklahoma. You know, she made a statement there, which said, uh, "I don't want him in my neighborhood." Do you want them in your neighborhood? Which I don't. You know what I mean? Like, I get it's a not in my backyard type of. Thing. Well, right, but then in whose
1: backyard? You, you wait till you see where this goes. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, you, you wait and see. Okay. That's a big component. Yeah, wait and see. Yeah, you there's cool. a dude in my garage. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: like literally.
1: Wait, yeah, not, not in the movie. They come in yeah, with cameras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, whoa. Uh, yeah,
0: that's quite you. the documentary. Want yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, a spiky? No, you
4: want me comb it over? Yeah. My whole life, even when I was younger, I always wanted to be a mom. When I was a teenager, my mom found out that I had lost my virginity and she got extremely mad at me and she kicked me out. And I went to Arizona. My old next door neighbor lived there and she had invited me to stay with her. She has a godson and we all three hung out all the time. It was my birthday and um, the three of us decided to kind of have like a little party together. And we were drinking and um, dancing and, you know, doing things like that. And um, it's kind of the three of us all together. And then um, it ended up that um, the underage male and I slept together. At the the moment, I mean, it was exciting. It was like, okay,
0: he likes me. Dude, can you imagine if that was her disclosure back in the olden days? She would have got tore up. Me and the underage male. Slept together. Man. She would have
1: got eviscerated. Yeah. Booted
0: out of treatment. Just for those of you who haven't any, you know, don't know much about the, like, I guess, development of sex offender treatment. Back in the day, she would have got kicked out of. Treatment probably that day, um, if not severely reprimanded, because she would have had to say what? What was she had to say? I forced my vagina onto his penis. Right. And raped him. Yeah. Yeah. Might even throw an adjective in there, you know? Yeah like brutally, you know, or something like that. I just sound like that. Right. You had, you had to otherwise, and you had, and you said it that way. Otherwise you're booted. Right. Yeah. Kind of bonkers.
1: Right. Totally. (laughs) He
4: put his arms around me and he was like, what? I I just don't want you to think I'm taking advantage of you while you're drunk. And I was like, I don't think that the next morning, his mom called me and she said, my son hates me. I'm so sorry. And she said, I just filed against you. I got a call from an investigator and they said they wanted to talk to me and ask me some questions. And I went and she uh, said if I was honest I wouldn't get thrown in jail.
0: Do you think they do you think they deliberately chose a relatively normal looking girl for this? Okay. Yeah. So it's uh, kind of going through screenshots of her police report, if we go to trial, her indictment. You
4: will get 20 to 25 years for this if they find you guilty. If you take a plea, minimal time, lifetime registry.
1: They needed to have a more rotation. relatable offender to show. Yeah. Or sympathetic. I is am what I'm looking for.
4: defined under the registry. you look me up, child molestation. Actually, a level three, which is the first step, the worst.
0: Yeesh. You know, I know that you've never talked publicly about.
4: No, never.
0: This. Never. How does that
2: feel?
0: Ah. Uh, hmm. Scary. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, give her a minute. What do you I mean.
4: <laughs> I'm just.
0: Kidding. Yeah, right, of course you are. Yeah
4: really scared.
0: What'd you expect? It feels great. I'm afraid yeah. <laughs>
4: that people won't understand. You know, they can't see it from the other side. And... Um, more hate. You know, being exposed and talking about things, you know, that we mainly keep in group or, you know, with our spouse or our closest friends, you know, not on a tape that anybody can see. You know, that's not, it's extremely, extremely scary. You know, because people have really bad opinions about anybody that has the label of a sex offender.
0: That'd be weird if the producer was like, "Well, you signed the release, so thanks." Yeah, no,
1: know, no. Know,
0: like, Moon walks yeah, out. Yeah.
3: <laughs> My name is John Garland Crier, and I'm 74 years old.
0: Uh, I know what's happening. Grew up here. in an
3: oil field camp. Dad had a third grade education. Mom a fifth grade education. Graduated uh, from high school in 1958. It took me another 19 years to get
1: a college degree, is that of paint going by numbers? when I could afford it. I can't tell what's happening. It's got to be paint After by numbers. Five, and from
0: the University of it's an University. older gentleman.
6: This is I served in JFK's funeral. I stood on a tombstone and kept
3: an eye on Haile Selassie and Charles de Gaulle.
1: Huh.
3: I had uh, three marriages, uh, all failed. Uh, One was eight years, one was seven or eight months, which ruined a good friendship, and uh, the last was around 27 years. And I was arrested for the first time roughly in 1996 for possession of child pornography, and I served 15 months.
1: Back in the Polaroid photos in a shoebox days damn, dude, that also was back in the light sentencing days,
0: 15 months for child pornography. That would be unheard of now.
1: Now it's one to 15.
0: Yeah. Or, or like a decade guaranteed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if, if, if it goes federal. Right. So yeah, that would have, that would have been way back then. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that makes it better or worse, but I'm certainly different. Yeah. I wonder why that is. I wonder why the sentences for that have gotten so much steeper.
1: It surprises me actually
0: since then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and and again, I'm not trying to diminish it. I'm just saying the disparity between like that and like a contact offense is so different
1: um, in terms of the amount of time that somebody serves. Well, it's the same like dudes that have Internet porn, child pornography charges. They're typically the ones that get stuck with like lifetime registration, too.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. As
1: opposed to a contact offense.
0: Yeah. I mean, I again, I, I mean, I don't I don't it's not better or worse it's not really I mean it's a different type of offense but I just don't
1: literally understand like what the decision making process was right
0: like I'd be I'd be I'd be really curious to talk to somebody that that knew the development of that and how it got to that point yeah Yeah. who would that be I don't know somebody might know reach out let me let us know supervised release some paperwork here. So he's obviously on parole here. Homeless, huh? So it's going through some treatment documents here. Talking about his crime. was arrested again
3: Homicide. 10 months later here in Oklahoma, in Oklahoma. Okay. for possession of child pornography like, and crossing a state line with the intent to have sex with a minor.
0: Oh, so he set yeah. it up to yeah. yep. go do a dateline type thing. Yep. Ooh, I wonder if he met Chris Hansen. Was oh, released
3: yeah. from prison see right there. after right. 11 and a half years. Why don't you go oh. ahead and never here see. We
0: are. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't notice that sign. No women or children allowed past this point. Oh,
3: wow. Uh, for most of my life, I've been a pedophile. What I would call a closet Pedophile one that for all intent purposes leads a normal life in society but still knows that uh, inside of him there are desires about young girls
1: a non-exclusive pedophile i guess if he was married i believe there is an
6: absolute certainty that pedophiles will be offended Sentence them to having their fingernails pulled out of their hands, pulling their hair out, one hair at a time. Sentence them to waterboarding every day, throw the keys away. I used to be a liberal Democrat, and then a crime hit my family, and I realized just how conservative I was.
1: Is that the conservative position? Yeah, I haven't seen that in the policy handbook, but uh, I mean, okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm no conservative expert, but I didn't know, like, yeah, pulling people's fingernails out, torturing them. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I mean, you can be you can be liberal and also, uh, you know, think sexual abuse is abhorrent. Like, I don't know why. Yeah, that's that's a
1: (laughs) Uh, is that a platform that he
0: has? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I mean, I've heard I've heard stories. Um, of a person going from being a, you know, like a conservative or like a Republican to a Democrat or from a Democrat to a Republican. Yeah. Never has that been the reason. No. So that is certainly a first for yeah. me. I have not, I have not ever heard that. i going to keep score. There's one. Hey, before we go on yeah. for those who are wondering, so there's different
1: types of pedophiles. Can you explain those a little bit? Yeah. Well, are you going as deep as like Hebophile and or Are you just talking like exclusive versus non-exclusive?
0: Well, yeah, uh, I think I think definitions of those different categories, like infantophile, yeah, uh, yeah, pedophile, hebophile, ahebefile. Those are those are helpful for people understanding like kind of what, at least on,
1: uh, on a clinical side too, what that actually means. Right. So, um, I guess first off, I, in a minute ago, I said that. John Cryer, there is a non-exclusive pedophile. That means that he has sexual attraction to ah. kids, but not exclusively. He also can have normal, healthy adult relationships. So you I mean he was married and then but to an adult, presumably, and then had these pedophilic interests. It's a non-exclusive pedophile. And then like as far as the other like kind of subcategories, like a pedophile is attraction to is it eleven and younger? Uh Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, yes. then with like a five year, like it has to be at least five years older than eleven. Correct. Okay. And then like Hebophile is attraction to what fifteen to sixteen year olds, and then kind of adolescence. Yeah. Yeah. And then ehebephile is like seventeen year old ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So teenage, girls. and on
0: and on the clinical side of this, um, it's actually kind of tough to get diagnosed with pedophile, like you, there yeah, has to be criteria. Some, I mean, you can look at it. Up. We don't need to bore you with that, but I mean, there's, there's criteria that come up in the DSM. So, um, I, you know, the, um, and then, so I think the categorization of every sex offender as a pedophile is pretty inaccurate. Right. Um, and, um, and, and it, it also too, like, you know, he, the way that John here is talking about it, um, you know i think he's he says he's a closet pedophile in other words he he's recognizing the non-exclusivity of the whole matter you know that he's able to lead a relatively normal right, life right 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 and this is where i was we i think we've talked about this before is um i mean i mean it, it's hard to imagine what that must be like for him and and at one point at what point did
1: he realize that and and i i don't think that he likes that about himself it's it's something that he's well lived with and acted on cer- certainly
0: uh, i would say some people don't object to it you know they're indifferent about it I and mean, maybe they they dig that parts about themselves but uh, what i can say uh, you know is uh, i know there are several people who don't like that about themselves, that they have yeah. those attractions. And what I, would, what I would challenge people as they're going through this, again, I'm not trying to make you feel sympathy towards anybody in this position. What I am saying is like do a thought experiment. And the thought experiment is just imagine one day you wake up and then for some unknown reason, you find yourself sexually attracted to children. I would hope you're freaked out about that because I know I would be, right? But then the next step is Who do I tell about that? And what do I do about that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously don't act on it. I mean, that's step number one in my playbook. But what do I do? Do I go to my significant other and say, hey, uh, just so you know, is that conversation going to go over? I mean, what if you have children in the mix? Is that going to go over well? My God. And what are you going to do? Are you going to go to a therapist on the streets and just talk to them about it. I mean, you know, you can talk to your parents about it. What, who, who is qualified and or like willing to discuss that with you in an open and honest manner to the degree that they are trying to help you resolve
1: that. I think that the couple of videos back, you and I reacted to that professor that kind of had a misguided attempt at kind of having that minor attracted person's conversation. Right. You know, I I think that that person was trying to, Make it so that a person could come out with that information and without acting on it and find some sense of acceptance. And I mean, it, it's a tough road. I don't know if we'll ever get there, but I think that's what that whoever that I forgot that professor's name. What that was probably their intent. I think that person kind of got a little mischaracterized. Yeah, um,
0: I don't. I don't know if it's. I, w- I would say you never. You never want to normalize it. Yeah, I don't right. I think that's the strategy, and I I wouldn't want to link it with a sexual orientation, Me like being straight or gay or bisexual or anything like that. I don't think that's a, a wise path to go down because this certainly, you know, it, it, it can. It, it's clearly going to lead to <clears throat> what we, you know, the, the the the. In my opinion, what the benchmark is for any diagnostic category, which is impairment it's going to lead to some sort of functional impairment in your life, if not somehow dealt with.
1: Right. So is that the best way to look at it then? Is it is like, it's similar to maybe a a mental illness, something that, I mean, I'm not like, again, just for the sake of, you know, like it was once maybe taboo to talk about being depressed. And thankfully we've Mm -hmm. normalized that and people Mm -hmm. are pretty open about seeking help for depression. Maybe if, sexual attraction to minors was looked at as a mental illness, something that we would encourage a person to get help with. And if they're toeing the line and not acting on it and they're trying to make themselves a safer version of themselves, then to not outright reject them from engaging in society.
0: I think that's the only preventative measure that you can take. Um, because how the system is set up now, there is no preventative measure, um, to offset that, that, and I'm not saying again, this is nobody's fault. It's not like, you know, I'm saying forward looking on it would say, can we develop that, that kind of way of looking at it? And I don't, you know, mental illness or mental health disorder, whatever we want to call it, you know. When when somebody commits a sex offense, they enter into treatment. But even then it's not a diagnosis. It's like a, you know, it's a focus of clinical attention. You don't yep, have a yep. diagnosis <clears> at <throat> that point. And then you're entering into treatment and we're treating we're treating those thoughts and everything just like we would anywhere else. And and honestly and truthfully, the the treatment would not change. The activating event though now has to be an offense. And I'm not I'm not cool with that. Like that's a big a, problem. As a practitioner, I don't like every, you know, it's, I wouldn't want, and I'm not going to say this is the same thing, but, you know, we treat depression pretty proactively. We don't wait for somebody to commit attempt suicide before we start treatment. You know what I mean? That's, that's not that's I, not how it works. So, I mean, we're pretty proactive in that. And I'm just saying, I don't know why we couldn't be more proactive in this, but, The sentiments that have been shared so far don't really lend to that. You know, it's not very inviting to not that it should be inviting, but I'm saying the lack of understanding on this. I would say, why would you what what would compel you to come forward and talk about these things if you had those type of thoughts? Nothing. I don't think there's anything. Right. Yeah. Okay. watch a little bit more. We'll wrap this baby up.
1: Let it get to the half-hour what do you think? Sure.
5: I didn't want to tell him, I loved her.
1: She was my partner.
5: That, I think, is the most difficult piece for people to understand. She was very much... Omnipresent, Everywhere, every day of my life. She woke me up in the morning. She did my hair. She washed me, shower. She picked my clothes. She picked my feminine hygiene products. She took me to school. She monitored me while I was at school. My abuse really spiraled out of control. Oftentimes, it was very violent. She would hit me. She would burn me. While Dina used... A lot of objects, different objects, um, to the point where today at 29 years old, um, I don't know that I will ever be able to carry baby to term.
1: Whoa, oh, man.
5: We came from a very prominent family. And so we were bred in a world of Standing secrecy. Standing with
0: the Clintons.
5: A world where pedophiles thrive. When I did not go tell my father, my mother, my teacher, well, they knew that I would never tell anyone. Lauren.
0: Lauren. Showing sure we'll a video of her on the video the beach. Sam. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine how that Lauren? would affect like her interactions with her parents? Like how confusing that must have been Dude, for her.
1: Yeah.
6: You put that person in your home? And for six years they're beating your kid. Raping your kid. Hate? Vengeance? You bet. You bet. Do I want to keep that from ever happening to anybody else ever again? To the last gasp of air in my body. To the last breath of air in my body. I couldn't possibly do enough. I just couldn't. I just couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't. There are bad people out there.
1: Oof, man You yeah. could feel that dude's pain though man And you'd feel like you I'm not saying this guy dropped the ball Because how could he have known level But level like you'd feel like that though
5: Ron Here's Ron the, the thing though, though like, like, sure no else will suffer So as he's predator, talking about that strongly You know he's saying Ron So this says, is kind of going through can some of the
0: be This is going through some of the Oh here he is
6: Thinking about it thinking about how you just as soon line them up and shoot them. Strong testimony as the City of Miami Beach Commission right. votes to go ahead with a tough
3: ordinance that would ban sexual predators from living in parts of the city.
0: If it passed, it'll prohibit them from living within 2,500 feet of areas where children gather, like schools, parks, or it's bus and stops. That's two and a half times, so an idea of that distance, That's about the 2, distance feet. between mm-hmm.
3: Miami Beach High School and this high-rise apartment building. Miami Beach has 15 schools and 38 parks. The ordinance would make almost the entire
6: city off limits. Uh, there is nothing, nothing in your tenure on this commission that you will do to better protect this community than the ordinance that you are considering today.
0: The Lauren Bugchild Safety Ordinance the mayor
3: says sexual predators have already moved out. When six people leave within a month's time, we certainly are making progress. Where'd they go though? I can't answer that for
0: you. I don't know. (laughs) Where'd they go though? They
3: certainly aren't here near our children.
0: Okay. So this is, this is where, yeah, I mean, this is where I I think about this and I, um, and, and I, 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 again, you can kind of feel, they do a good job of making you kind of feel this guy's pain. Right. And really focusing on it. My thing is though, is, is his statement is, is kind of telling. And, and I wonder where this goes because he says, I will do everything within my breath to prevent this from happening to another person. You're not preventing anything like because in order for those restrictions to come under this the the person has to commit the crime in the first place. And and I mean I'm just saying so you're counting on deterrence theory then. In other words like other sex offenders or potential sex offenders are going to see the, the the restrictions and the and the punishments that these other guys have gotten. And as a result of that, they're going to modify their own behavior. Well, and right? what does
1: the research show about deterrence
0: theory? It doesn't work at all. Like, I mean, I mean it, it doesn't really factor into a lot of. <clears throat> so just punish your way out of this. Um, and again, you know, there there's a lot of, of problems with not receiving adequate treatment when you're incarcerated, you're acculturating the culture, you know, like criminal norms and mores and you're learning how to be a better criminal just as a result of going to prison and having to adapt to that type of environment. And I mean, I'm you have to. There's just no question about it. And then coming back out into the community and now your skill set for the last five years or whatever it was has been adapting to this lifestyle. So now, and if I didn't get treatment and I didn't resolve that, well now I'm coming back into the community still with those sexual proclivities and fantasies and everything else. And then in addition to that, I have this antisocial behavior that I've learned as a result of where I went to, which in my opinion makes people even more dangerous, you know, and I'm not saying none of these guys got treatment. Obviously the two that we talked about that have been shown already were Actively in treatment, um, but yet I don't know if that really prevented one of those things from happening, right? I'd like to see a pretty. I would wonder how
1: you would measure that. As as well, yeah, we're trying to get on the other side of the offense before it happens, <laughs> and like these policies don't do much to affect that, right? Yeah. Right.
0: So, um, so yeah, I don't know. Is that a decent place to stop here? That's about. Or should we keep going? Let's go to half an hour mark. Okay, 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 yeah. I mean, that's, that'll have us on track for three, three parts. Sure. Just... So this is showing guys in tents and sleeping outside and sleeping in their sleeping bags. This is Clyde Newton.
2: I'm this monster. It's a great southern. That everybody? Yeah. yeah. Clyde
0: Newton. Sexual pervert. Who on your license. Damn. Sexual battery juvenile victim is what he was charged with.
2: I called my original child in 1994. I had touched my stepdaughter. Stepdaughter. I took a deal for eight years in, seven years probation. I got out of prison in 2000, came home to Miami, Florida, so I was out for 10 years doing everything that they said I had to do, registering, going to class, working two jobs, and I bought my own home. I was up under the 1,000 feet rule, but when they came up with the new rule, they thousand. automatically throw me into the new rule. So that meant the house had to go, everything had to go. Oh, um, and that put me in a
1: homeless situation. He took away his house. That does not make him safer.
2: That'll pop in a correction. Is yeah, that so accurate? I have to live on this lot. Okay. If you don't have an address that meets all the requirements of where
3: a sexual offender is allowed to reside, okay. If you don't have an address, they they will they'll assign Manny you Alvarez. to an outdoor encampment. It's
0: Clyde's public defender. Wow, there's a bunch of guys. So it's what's, what's happening here is it's
2: really a bunch They're of uh, parole outside. officers homeless, going to don't this encampment and, and interviewing these guys. It's probably about 100 all together 100. that live on this lot. We living outside on the ground. If it rained, we got wet. No running water. Nowhere to pee. No, it's, cute. <laughs> it's Living like animals. I've been out here for, it's about to be two years. Always sleep in the van The only thing I could stay in is the van If I go stay with anybody I'm gonna get arrested If I go live with my family I'm gonna get arrested And if you don't get here on time You get arrested
0: I never Well oh, they have a, a curfew to be, to be in the lot? lot Never got a ticket
2: Went to school Graduated
1: Is that what he said? Going yeah, out with this girl By the time I was 19 When she
2: was 15 Four messengers
1: five years probation permission and a lifetime of the registration. The instability does not make them safer, you know? Right. Yeah. I sleep in right. my truck every night um, in the driver's seat. Even though I do
2: have a home and a resident where I take baths and have a clothing and everything else, where I lead a normal life during the daytime up until that time for having to come out here and do the eight hours or 10 hours that we have to be out here
0: because of the resident restrictions. I mean, like, that's crazy, bro. I guess that
3: most sex offenders who are sent to prison are going to be released
1: into the
0: community. Okay. And if we have a policy that inhibits is Eric Janice Their Janus? De- reintegration yeah. into the community,
3: then that is a counterproductive policy.
2: The
5: first real objections to the residency restrictions came from law enforcement and victims' advocacy groups. They were the
2: first to say, this is not making sense. We can't keep track Val of
0: people Jonas, who don't a have homes.
5: Attorney. They need to have a home. The rationale says, in theory, if sex offenders are farther Child away medicine, from where children tend to be, the then maybe they will be University. less likely to abuse kids.
6: And this has been studied a dozen times. Two of the most significant studies were done in Colorado and Minnesota. In Colorado, the study was done by the Colorado Department of Public Safety. That study found that child molesters in Colorado who reoffended sexually did not live closer to schools or daycare centers than those who did not reoffend. Hey.
3: hey. There
5: was also a really interesting study in Minnesota. They looked at over 200 cases where the offender had gone on and committed a new sex crime. The study concluded that residence restrictions would not have prevented even one of those sex offenses.
0: So it doesn't even help.
5: It is not residential proximity that leads to reoffending, but rather social proximity. I'm
1: glad they got into the research. Yeah.
0: 93% of children who are sexually abused or abused by people they know. This is the Department of Justice.
1: Seems obvious. Yeah, they're not snatching kids off playgrounds in mass.
2: I wish I could meet the guy of that started this. It happens, but talk to this guy. Like, are oh, you thinking straight?
0: Yeah, because, I mean, I I guess the simple. This is Tallahassee, Florida. I guess simple would be just move, to? but I don't know how you gotta do Compact. Either. Well, right. Well, they could move out of flo- that location in Florida. We
6: repeatedly right. tell people that where they live does matter. Well, here's a guy, they let him out, and he was abusing kids in his direct neighborhood, and there is no question about what they do. At a time where we were in the middle of the development and expansion of residency restrictions for pedophiles, our Department of Corrections was simply telling people, hey, there's a bridge, you can go live under the bridge. They had a little sex colony under the Juliet Tunnel Causeway in Miami-Dade County, which became internationally recognized as a sex
0: colony. A sex colony? (laughs) Is that what it was recognized as? Bookville. (laughs) Hello. A sex colony. Hello. What'd you do that you ended up here? Same thing everybody else did. Okay, thanks. Who's this yeah, guy? Right He's right the, with the ultimate
2: bizarre.
1: I mean, right. with a with Bill Hemmer. Yeah. Are yeah. those
0: guys sleeping under a bridge? So who was in charge of helping the sex offenders find a proper home? This guy? <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, that's no, a Ron book.
0: book. A multimillionaire lobbyist who is head of Miami-Dade's Homeless Trust. No, don't adjust your TV sets. Yes, this is the same Ron Book who pushed for the laws that push
6: predators under the bridge. In my role as chairman of the Homeless Trust, I didn't go onto the Julia Tuttle Causeway once to meet the enemy. I was there dozens of times. Different hat that I wore.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say
6: that seems... A lot of people found it that way, but, but I don't support homelessness, but I don't want to mirror kids either. Me and my well,
5: family are working the, very uh, hard okay. to get right. these prisoners in jail where they belong and they can't hurt our children. I don't have any sympathy for any of the predators who are down there.
1: She
6: gets a pass. Yeah. On the issue of whether or not residency restrictions are working and they're protecting kids, much like I can't necessarily produce statistics that say that our communities are safer as a result, I do have some level of common sense. If you're keeping well, them that is so anecdotal. Kids, that is exactly what we say don't list. do.
1: Right. It just makes you feel
0: and better.
6: And this notion that we've rendered them homeless, that we've put them out on the street, that's a bunch of bullshit. At the end of the day, their sexually deviant criminal behaviors are what caused them their problems.
0: We're going to close
5: that colony down. We're going to fence off the area so that
0: those people can't go back. Barricades are up. This Wait, fence now
5: is locked And no Wait, test
0: they shut down the sex colony? Whoa. The message clear that <laughs> the sex colony shut down. Now where do they no.
1: go? A sexodus.
6: You don't have an automatic right to go live wherever you want. And you lost some of your rights because we as the citizens of the United States of America determined that the public policy was you commit a crime against a kid we're treating you differently forever forever
0: okay so this I I mean okay I'm I'm not saying not have restrictions in place of course have restrictions in place I mean I think that's essentially what parole and probation is this is an opportunity for this person who has you know committed a crime and been incarcerated for a period of time. You know, And and demonstrated during that period of incarceration to some degree that either they served their full sentence or that they were safe enough deemed by the parole board to to return to the community or in front of a judge, right? And then this probation or parole period is, is really an opportunity for them to show that they can now be trusted without having law enforcement with their thumb on them at all times, right? right? And of course, as a result of that, you're going to have restrictions. You're going to have additional rules. Like we all function with rules. And they're going to have additional rules on top of that curfews, you know, restrictions on who you can associate with, so on and so forth. But um, but I mean, like, no, no, I don't think the intention was we'll make them homeless. I don't you know, that doesn't sound like that's what his strategy was. Um, But then it just turns into a like that question that reporter was asking, well, where do they go? You know, the guy's like, I don't know. I don't know where they go. Well, they yeah, go into this a, bridge. Not and, our problem. Right. Of, they yeah. go into this bridge and it's like, well, let's shut that down, too. It's like, well, wait a minute. Now, where do we go? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, there's if there's no houses, there's no houses. So legitimately, where do you go?
1: I don't know that they're trying right. to answer that, Mr. Book and them. Uh, I don't think that that's part of the decision making process. It's it's a one it's a it's a lopsided. It's a not here. Yeah. I don't care where, but not here.
0: And maybe so that's where I'm I, I wonder if he I mean he kind of alluded to that, but he did say I'll do anything that I can do to prevent this from happening to somebody else in the future, in the Miami date area, in the, Mi- now, if he said the Miami <laughs> date yeah. area. Yeah. And he said, I just don't want, I, I don't care if they go offend on somebody somewhere else. Fine. That's Consistent. Cool. Just not here. Yeah. Like, okay. I mean, at no. least, at least yeah, I can disagree with you, but at least you're being honest. You know what I mean? Right. I think they kind of see the flaw in their logic. Cause when you, when you have to, I think whenever you start combating statistics that, that that's, a sign of something like when you're trying to, I, I don't know, somehow explain why statistic looking at statistics is not helpful. And then you refer to common sense. Now you're kind of like, eh, well, I mean, you, you you again, you're going against evidence and and that's turning to anecdotes and anecdotes are really dangerous right. sometimes because, again, who who is that about? Is that really about Looking what's actually going to move the needle or is it just about making you feel good and feeling good just because of making decisions pretty
1: dangerous in a lot of cases It's pretty clearly that and it's a obvious reaction to the fact that this dude's family was turned upside down and he happens to be a powerful person
0: right right and I mean again I I hate what happened to his daughter just as
1: much as he does but. Yeah. I don't know that I would be as logical as I'm being if it happened to my family. That's, that's you know? where,
0: that's where I don't like just how you said for her, um, you know, does it was, it was, I was kind of thinking about the same thing. Um, our, you know, our polygraph friend, Ed, we were listening to a, a podcast very sim not is way worse than this, actually the, the offense that happened to this, um, poor little eight year old girl. And, um, and we were talking about this, and I was like, "That girl deserves a get out of jail free card for the rest of her life. She's allowed to do whatever she wants, like forever. Right. You know what I mean?" I'm and, and so, that. so I get that, and then I I can't even imagine from his end um, what what that feels like and what he's going through. Um, you
1: paid her to live in your home, right? Oh,
0: right, right, right. <laughs> I know, and and that is that is tough, but it it's it's also there's a lot of distorted thinking going on here though. Oh yeah. Which, which is, and I'm, you know, and so even though I have, you know, I, I, I also have empathy for people who have distorted thinking about a lot of um, unhealthy behaviors and I'm not saying his <laughs> <our> career, bro. <laughs> right. And I, and I, and I, so the same token for him, you know, I, I can appreciate it. I mean, I'm not going to say I understand it cause I haven't been there, but I can at least appreciate it and imagine what it's like and i probably only going to get so close because, I mean, clearly he's holding on to it for quite a long time, and that's going to be reinforced over time. But I mean, it's leading to some some thinking that's just quite distorted. So I want to see kind of where this goes. Yeah. Um, um. Is there is there a twist? Like an M Night Shyamalan twist? No twist. No. Yeah.
1: It's it's worth. Finishing though. M night Shyamalan twist. Yeah. yeah. It's just a fake village. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, there there was no sex village. Yeah. The whole time. Oh, cool twist. <laughs> that poor guy. Yeah. yeah. He had okay. A couple good
0: movies. Yeah, a couple good ones. All right. Well, then uh I guess we'll wrap there and then for the next one we'll we'll kinda pick it up there and take the reins from there. So. Right. Anything else we want to say on this guy? No. Okay. Good. All right. Not shots folks. work. Yeah. Not. Yeah. No. No, no. no. Not. Not shots. Not grabs. That's yeah, true. Yeah. That's true. What, what's a what, what's another word for grab? Caress. No. That's. <laughs> what's a what's a like a clutch nut nut clutch no. <laughs> dude so when you do your next jujitsu yeah like training technique you're all today we're gonna do nut clutch yeah nut clutch so like, what you no know, i'm exactly,
1: not i'm not drilling today yeah it's exactly what it sounds <laughs> yeah, like yeah. off we go yeah, yeah. i'm sure there's
0: some something you do with the gi collars. oh my like, god <laughs> yeah or the belt yeah the belt okay yeah. we'll see you next time Sweet. folks and that about does it for our first reaction video. Let us know what you think. We look forward to releasing part two in the near future. You can find Guerrilla Social Work Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Please help us grow by giving us a five-star rating and sharing with a friend. If you haven't already, please subscribe now. We'd like to stay in chat longer, but we're lying. Good night.